Igniting Hope Ministries welcomes you. Prepare yourself to listen to a message that will spark hope and renew your mind. Hi, Steve Backlund here from Igniting Hope Ministries. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. The title of today's teaching is Don't Neglect This Part of Your Life. I'm doing a two-year Bible reading plan through YouVersion app. And I've been listening to First Chronicles and just started Second Chronicles. And such, a, such powerful um, spiritual lessons are in both of those books. And, you know, First and Second Kings has much of the same material, but First and Second Chronicles just takes it, the spiritual aspect out of it uh, in, in a deeper way. And been listening, First uh, Chronicles 16, I was listening and reading there where David appointed people to sing and give thanks and to celebrate uh, the Lord and play instruments. And it's just, you know, he prioritized that. He hired people to do that. And it, it amazes me. And then in Second Chronicles 2, Solomon, thousands and thousands, tens of thousands of people, he hired and commissioned to build a temple, you know, and for the Lord. You know, some, some might say, well, that's just a waste of money. That's not good investment. David and Solomon, you know, yeah, the spiritual part of your life is something that's, that's good to have, but you, you don't really want to sacrifice or you finances or too much time for it. And, you know, that's, that's, just a, that's just a lie. And so just even reading that and thinking about other passages in the Bible, Haggai, chapter one, and talked about, you know, just the prophet Haggai saying, you know, the things that you've been blessed with, you can't keep. You got like, you got holes in your pockets that's being blown away, that that which you have. And he says, why? Because you've neglected my house, because your priorities have been wrong. Malachi in Malachi chapter one was talking about people who brought sacrifices to the Lord and they brought their lame animals, the, 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 that, those which were not good, inferior. And so the, really the point that I want to make in this message, don't neglect this part of your life. I'm talking about the spiritual part of our lives. We can't neglect it. Matter of fact, it's it's the most important part. We're three-part beings. We're spirit, soul, and body. And the most important part is our spirit. It's the part that that lives forever. It's the part that connects with God. It's when it is in proper alignment, it causes the rest of our life, the soul part, the, the emotions, the mind, the will, that part of our life to be healthy. And it, it overflows into our bodies as well. It's, it's really the priorities of our life. You know, you just, the, the spiritual is the, is the priority. Jesus said in, in Matthew 6.33, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. You know, as we think about life and as we think about the fact that we're here, and I know I'm talking to people at various 
places in your spiritual life, spiritual priorities, you know, wherever you're at today, whether your spiritual life is is a high highest priority or whether it's not even a priority at all or, or whether you're in between. I believe this message is going to inspire you to make a greater commitment to the spiritual part of your life. You know, there's certain messages that uh, I can hear over and over again. <laughs> it doesn't matter when I became a Christian, when I became a follower of Jesus at age 19, my first pastor, Fred, you know, his, his message, you could boil it down. He preached it in different ways. There's a different sermon every Sunday. But the heart that he brought was seek God, seek him, go after the Lord, make him number one in your life. And I was so inspired by him. And I would go to the altar and I would kneel and I would cry out to God. And I just say, Lord, I just want to, I want to make you first. Just, I surrender again, my heart, my will, not my will be done, but your will be done. I want to know you. I want to know you like never before. And you know, you think about life and just we're here. And you know, if something exists now, it means something has always existed. And just this is the beginning point of prioritizing the spiritualist, just even thinking about that. If something exists, something has always existed. And so either one or two things has always existed. Matter as we know it has always existed or something outside of matter or creation or, you know, to use that language, has something always existed. And it's more logical to conclude that, that a being has caused what we see to happen because the, the world, the universe is wearing out. Second law of thermodynamics, it's wearing out. So if it's wearing out, it had to have a beginning at some point. And so the whole recognition that something outside of this world created this world, and that's where the God concept is, that, that again is, okay, then I need to find out what that is. One of the greatest prayers we can pray is, Lord God, if you're real, show yourself to me. I prayed that prayer. And, and some of you listening, that's a prayer at the beginning. Of, you, maybe you've never prayed that. And you benefit by these teachings, but you've never fully embraced the God part of you. That's a prayer to pray. God, if you're real, show yourself to me. And then, you know, you think about, okay, what's this God like? And I was dramatically impacted by a book called More Than a Carpenter by Josh McDowell that just really, he wrote another book called Evidence That Demands a Verdict. He was trying to disprove Christianity. And, and as he was trying to disprove it, he actually found out it's true. There's, there's evidence that's irrefutable about Jesus being God and about Jesus rising from the dead. And if you want that I'd say Josh McDowell's short book, More Than a Carpenter, I would highly recommend for you or if you know someone who's seeking uh, to give them that book. And, and just one more thing I want to say just about this, just the value of the spiritual life. And, you know, we're really this society right now and, you know, culture is more secularized and 
secularized means that there's really no no you know spiritual reasons for what's going on we're all a cosmic accident and there's no divine purpose to what's happening you know we're really uh as far as people and society and you know down through the ages we're really um one of the first generations to actually believe that because whether it's native americans whether it's others who uh, who have gone before us the world view has been that there's spiritual reasons for why things happen on the earth that if something happens in the natural something first happened in the spiritual i remember years ago there was an earthquake uh, in tibet and or in china and that region and um, actress sharon stone comes out and you know basically says it's karma for the mistreatment of the tibetan people and she was blasted for that she retracted that but you know i mean karma is you know just her way of trying to explain that there are spiritual dynamics why things happen now whatever your belief is about that I'll tell you this, you know, I teach this a lot in my book, um, Divine Strategies for Increase. It's a great book talking about the spiritual reasons for what we see in life. Talks about, you know, the, the, the power of making spiritual deposits, positive spiritual deposits. And really, you know, even why America has been blessed so much as a nation is I believe it's because of the powerful spiritual deposits that have been made. And, and you know, uh, you think about earthquakes, you think about things like that and disasters. You know, I think it's the wrong language. And I teach on this in that book. It's the wrong language to say God is judging and God hates that place and therefore he's judging. I believe that persistent sinful choices remove spiritual protection and increases the likelihood of disasters happening, uh, of famines happening, of accidents happening. And so you just, as we think about the spiritual part of our lives, and as, as we, we, even you're listening right now and wherever you're at, you know, I've, the, 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 the priority, the priority of it, and just saying, I'm gonna commit myself to move forward. I'm going to commit myself to value the spirit part of my life, the spiritual aspects. And you know, you think about decline in society and the, the decline in society has always been met by a, by a spiritual revival. Jesus said in, Matthew, in John 3, 3, unless you're born again, you're not going to see the kingdom. He, and Nicodemus, he was talking to Jesus, and Jesus was explaining to him the necessity of the new birth, of becoming alive spiritually. And you know, when there's decline in society, there's going to be eventually, there's going to be a revival of people getting born again by the power of God, which is going to start reversing the negative trends in society. And, you know, just we're not, I'm not talking about a new religious leaf or a New Year's resolution. I'm talking about believing in Jesus and, and becoming born again, repenting of our sins, repenting of, of living our own life and, 
and, and just surrendering and saying, God, I give you my heart. I give you everything. And I believe in the finished work of Jesus. I believe Jesus paid the penalty for my sin and, and, and my death and, and the punishment that I deserve. He took. And I believe that. And so that born again experience begins the reversal of, uh, of the decline in society. So just, again, prioritizing the spiritual is so powerful. Here's some things. Wherever you're at, maybe you're a person who's, you're, you're not, I'll talk to the person who's not really engaged in the spirit, uh, their spirits, and, and you can, if you, whatever level you are engaged, you can take this and go farther. Here's what I would advise to move forward to prioritizing the spiritual in your life. Number one is believe you can. Just believe you can do it. One of the biggest lies is that we can't, that we won't be able to just believe that you can. Number two is repent of poor priorities. Just say, Lord, forgive me for wrong priorities in my life. Forgive me for neglecting the spiritual. Forgive me for neglecting Jesus. Um, and then just, just number three is make a decision, make a commitment to priority. I just commit myself, say it, I commit myself to prioritizing the spiritual part of my life. And you know, one thing, all of heaven gets behind quality decisions. Grace comes to those who decide to do it. Number four is find someone to walk with on this journey. Find another person who embraces what we're talking about here. Start connecting with them. Start reading the Bible, book of John, book of Proverbs, Psalms, uh, Ephesians, start reading together, share what you're getting. Number five is increase the spiritual flow into your life. Find life-giving ministries. We believe Igniting Hope Ministry is one of those. There's many others that you who honor Jesus, who 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 just have the presence and power of God within them, honor the Bible. Number six is, and then commit to a group of fellow believers. Find a group. You know, just uh, trust God. Ask God for a people that you can start meeting with and, and where you can connect with. Because the Bible says in, in 1 Corinthians 12, it says we're the body of Christ and each of us are an individual member of it. It's, it's vital that we find other members of the body of Christ to connect with to accomplish a higher purpose because God hasn't called us to be isolated in, in our commitment, but we find others. And then we use our gifts. We start investing our finances into that. You know, I believe this, that, that where we put our money is such a great indicator of, of what we prioritize in our life. And so start sowing into that, especially that group. If you find a group of people, sow into that group with your finances because that's basically your storehouse. That's where you're getting fed. And not only are you using your gifts together, you're using your finances together. Wow, so good to speak with you today. Don't neglect this part of your life. I'm talking about the spiritual part of our lives and Thank you so much for listening to this. And, you know, this is a message you might want to send to, to somebody else. Hey, we're here at Igniting Hope Ministries. Steve Backlin here. And remember this. There's no hopeless circumstances. There's only hopeless people. 
And once people get true hope, circumstances cannot stay the same. And also remember, the joy of the Lord is your strength. We don't need joy at the end of the battle. We need joy in the middle of the battle. I believe our spiritual load-bearing capacity is in direct proportion to the level of joy uh, in our lives. For everybody who's listening, today's probably not a a good day to become radically joyful. (laughs) But we need strength today. And so I rejoice in Him right now with uncertainties around me, with areas of my life that I, I... Uh, weaknesses I want to get stronger in, just unresolved relational situations, disappointment that I've experienced. I say, you know, even with all that, I have the joy of the Lord. I'm going to stir it up today. Thanks so much for listening to this podcast. We look forward to having you with us again on another podcast from Igniting Hope Ministry. We hope that you have been blessed by this message. For more resources, you can visit our website at ignitinghope.com.